Ghoul morning. It's September 27th. Time for another episode of Spooktember, a daily Halloween prep podcast. And we are three episodes, including this one, away from the end of September. Fear not, that is not the end of the show. I'll be doing some special episodes throughout October. I don't know necessarily what the schedule is going to be. I just know it's not going to be daily because your boy needs some relaxation after September. But this has been so much fun to make anyway. I just, I I love this to death. Today I want to give you all a really chill calm episode. This is the most calm episode of Spooktember because I'm having dear friend, amazing podcast journalist, and just all-around cool person, Elena Fernandez-Collins, to come on and talk about the wonders of apple cider. Hi, Gavin! Well, welcome to the show, (laughs) Elena Fernandez-Collins. We are back for the second time, because the first time didn't record right. Whoops. (laughs) Recording hard. Recording is hard. Spooktember was originally founded this, you know, know, freaking 26 days ago as this recording as something to talk about a bunch of different experiences and media that helps you get into the Halloween spirit. And I want to, you pitch something that is intrinsically harvest season and in a way aspirational as someone who lives in an area that is still freaking hot and I want it to be cool in fall outside again. Uh, Ellie, what are you here to talk about? I'm here to talk about the glories of apple cider. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. There's already, like, $5 jugs of this at Walmart, and it feels so... It feels like a lie. It is not apple cider weather outside where I'm at yet. It's trying very hard, but climate change is getting in the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> But it's okay, because you could have chilled apple cider. That That is true. I, I, am, a, I am easily seduced by cold drinks. Are we all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I came on the show because I, I, I love apple cider. Um, I love making apple cider, um, which uh, we talked about last time. <laughs> and I have a recipe for later, if you would like me to give that oh definitely that'll be our fun that'll be our, our our thrilling ending uh but yeah it's definitely you know we've hit we've hit autumn in portland unlike where you are it's already raining and gray here so <laughs> you can hear how excited i am about that <laughs> why do you have to tell me about these things that are better where you live instead of in southern indiana where let's uh Let's just type, let's misspell the word weather. Thanks, Google, you knew what I was saying. 73 oh, outside no. uh, with a high mm. of 80, which is nice, but it'll be a high of 95 next week with a low of 69. Nice. Uh, yeah, we're not That's out illegal. of it yet. Someone yes. arrest the Indiana weather. So what's your relationship with apple cider? Like, where? Like, is this a childhood thing? Um, it's not, actually. Um... Because I grew up somewhere where it was 85 to 90 degrees all of the time, and we didn't have seasons. Uh, <laughs> or rather, we had one season and hurricane season. So, you know. But growing up in the tropics, you can't grow apples there either, because uh, they need a cold snap to grow. So all of the apples are, are imported, um, which means that there's a lot of, let us say, they suffer in transport. So apple cider isn't really, like, a thing, where I grew up, maybe like cold apple cider, the kind that you can buy in like large large jugs. 
I know that we had some like uh, then the non-alcoholic kind to be clear as well. But other than that, no, we didn't, I didn't really have it. It was always something that I had an understanding about through its position in movies. And then I moved to the mainland. <laughs> and specifically, I moved to Oregon, uh, where there's a cold snap. So <laughs> <laughs> and I think I had warm, homemade apple cider for the first time at a friend's house. And it was amazing. <laughs> there's something so it's just like fall like it like that single thing is autumnal in its existence yeah, especially when you like put it into a mug and then you put like autumnal like a slice of orange on top of it or a slice of an apple like mm -hmm. around and it like sits there and floats on the top very good very good um especially when you like drink it together with friends and you're all just like inside hiding from the colds it's very good spoiler alert everybody this is just gonna make you sit here and think about wanting it to be cold outside and wanting to be indoors <laughs> it's so nice though <laughs> yeah I, apple cider like i think about apple cider and i just i just want to like be wearing a really large sweater and I want to be sitting next to the window where it is Portland outside ie gray and rainy and with the apple cider and maybe like a book or a very low-key podcast yeah it's a good feeling do you normally go store-bought or uh, I know you are fond of making your own yeah I normally do homemade um uh, just because I can, and I have a recipe that uses a slow cooker, <laughs> so it doesn't take a lot of um, paying attention to. Especially in a post-instant pot society <laughs> where uh, we have taught millennials and Gen Z how to cook things slowly <laughs> again. Listen, instant pots are amazing. <laughs> I don't want to get too Chuck Wendig about this, uh, but are there is there like a key apple choice here that Oof. we're working um, with? So... So Chuck Wendig. Um, so I'm not quite <laughs> Wendig levels of apple selection. Um, but when you're making apple cider, the best thing that you want to do is you're going to want to mix your tart and your sweet apples. So you don't want to use one flavor of apple because that's going to give you a very one note apple cider. And you want multiple types of notes, right? You want to have some tartness. You want to have some sweet. I use I usually blend Granny Smith with whatever sweet apple is nearby that looks good. Um, maybe uh, Gala's or Golden Delicious ones. Mm -hmm. um, usually like Gala's. Yeah, and so those are the ones that I use. I also like sometimes I will just randomly ask uh, the person at the farmer's market stall that I'm at, Hey, what sweet apples are good today? And then I will take those. You get apples, right? And I don't really have a number for how many apples you get. Um, but you're going to want to fill the whole crock pot, right? You can probably get like, oh gosh, uh, I don't know, like 10 apples, maybe, depending on their size, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you're gonna wanna chop them into quarters. 
and then, you know, core them a little bit, but you don't have to core them all the way. And then uh, you're also going to get oranges at the same time, right? So you're going to want some oranges and you're going to also quarter those. Um, and you're going to get um, what are called warming spices. I learned this recipe from, from a friend. Um, so warming spices are your spices that create that autumnal feeling that we were talking about earlier. Um, so I use cinnamon sticks and I use ground cloves, but you can also use whole cloves. Um, allspice, uh, ground nutmeg, whole nutmeg if you have it. Um, you can use all of them as whole spices or dried and powdered. Either is fine because the next stage, um, is to cook it all together. You're going to cover it with water. You're going to leave two inches um, of space at the top of the slow cooker. And then you're going to cook it. Uh, you can cook it on low for six to eight hours. Or if you're like me and you're really impatient, you can cook it on high for three to four. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, you know, this is a really great thing because one of the, the one of the good things about it is you can set it on low for eight hours and you can come home to apple cider after you come home from work. So that's pretty nice, must admit. And that way you don't have to smell it cooking all day. Um, you're going to take uh, something to mash with. Uh, I use a potato masher. You can use a spoon, whatever. Um, you're going to mash all of the apples and oranges. They should be soft at this point. You're going to mash them against, uh, like into the slow cooker. Um, and then you're going to let it simmer a little bit longer, uh, a little bit judging, judged by... I'm now going to change my clothing and grab some dishes and whatever random <laughs> chore you want to fill the time with. Uh, and this is why I said you can use the whole spices because you're going to strain everything, right? Um, so you're going to use uh, one of those fine strainers. Um, you can also use a cheesecloth. And you're going to strain all of the solids out and release the juices. Some people use the solids to make smoothies later. I don't. Never been very successful, so I just skipped that stage. But you're gonna release all of the juices, and then at this point, you add your sweetener. So the sweetener is really important, but you have to add it to your own taste, and it's a good thing that it comes at the end, because that way you can just sort of add some, stir it in, taste it. Uh, sweeteners you can use. You, I use brown sugar. You can use agave syrup. You can use maple syrup. You can use honey, probably. Take your pick. Whatever sweetener suits you. And then it's done. Straining takes like five minutes, um, maybe six or seven. If you're not really like you don't you haven't really like tried, done this before, you might take a little bit longer to make sure you do it all the way. But yeah, it shouldn't take too long to go from things are inside of a stock pot to things are inside of me. <laughs> And then you just have a mug full of uh, of the harvest season at your beck and call whenever That's you right. want. <laughs> this is the most. This is the most chill episode of Spooktember, and I'm very here for it. I'm here for the chill. I, I love. I love the recipe that doesn't have like specifics to it because it's it's equally calming and terrifying That's right. <laughs> in its construction in in a world where everything is like wait this is measured by weight like food network's been yelling specifics at you for years this is just make a thing and you'll have a thing and you can adjust the thing mistakes are fine yep mistakes are fine you got this <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> mistakes are fine. Ellie, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at elenafernandezcollins.com for my writing. And you can find me on Twitter at showmark. That's S-H-O-M-A-R-Q. I think that'll about do it. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Ellie. Thank you for having me That'll about do it for today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining Elena and me on this wonderful journey and just joining the podcast on this wonderful journey through September. Uh, Just to reiterate, the show is not over on September 30th, but it does mean we're going to go to a not daily schedule. I'm still figuring out how that's going to work. If you are listening to this the day it comes out, I highly suggest checking my Twitter at the Pod Report because tonight, when I get back from a small shift at work, I'm gonna hop on a video game called Kind Words, where you just kind of sit in a cozy apartment, listen to lo-fi hip-hop beats, and chill out while writing nice letters to anonymous real-world people, and they write nice letters to you as well. Because, well, it's it's a day to be nice I feel like especially with this episode being so chill so if you want to participate or you just want to hang out and talk uh, my discord is linked in the show notes of this and I'll be posting it on my personal twitter at the pod report if you want to find it there otherwise have a good day and I will see you tomorrow when we will be back in full Halloweeny swing with a mega long episode. Cannot wait for you to hear this one. It's super long. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to talk about Scooby-Doo. Yes, it's going to be good. Until then, remember, keep it real. Keep it scary.